Okay, hello and welcome to uh, the next episode of CISO Talks. Um, we're really um, honoured to be joined by uh, Jeremy Schneider, who um, has worked for many different companies regarding um, looking at cybersecurity and cloud security, um, really as a focus. And as recently is uh, founder and CEO of um, Firetail, um, which I will pass to you, Jeremy, to just explain a little bit about what it is you do and uh yeah it'd be great thank you yeah happy to be here karen and and thanks for that um so firetail we are an api security software vendor we make uh, software that helps people kind of track their api estates meaning all the apis that they have deployed mostly across cloud environments um and then provides runtime protection as well it's a little bit of a hybrid solution but that's probably getting more into the technology side than we really need to but it's interesting because the journey to API security really came out of years of work in the cloud security space and kind of observing the changes to customers' cloud architectures, let's say going back from 2016 through 2020, when we were really working very, very closely kind of hands-on with our customers implementing cloud security solutions. Okay. Um, and like in terms of like, really, like, thanks for being here and like, really want to try and um, dig into your expertise with this but as has cloud security do you feel as has it has there been an accelerated um like i suppose acceptability of it um within that you've seen or is it has it been like reasonably steady and then the pandemic changed it what's been do you feel like the major changes that have happened yeah there's kind of two changes that I look at. One is the technology change, but two is kind of, let's say, the market change on it. So when I started working on cloud security in 20, let's call it 2016, when I joined a little company called Divi Cloud, we were very much selling to the earliest adopters of cloud platforms. And there were really kind of two categories of customers. There were like the digital natives born in the cloud. Think of your mobile apps. Think of your... Um, you know, fintechs, et cetera, that, you know, never had a legacy IT environment. They were from day one in the cloud and in the cloud working on, let's say, regulated workloads and highly sensitive data. So they were the people who cared about cloud security. The other people who cared were the really early movers on the enterprise side who had enough of an investment in cloud and enough critical data in cloud that they were willing to make an additional investment on top of that. And we didn't see a lot of that in 2016, to be honest. We kind of at one point, we sat down and we estimated the number of accounts that there were in the world that kind of fit that latter criteria of the you know early mover, cloud adopter, enterprise, uh, so-and-so. And we really came to the conclusion that there was probably about a thousand accounts in the world at that point in time in 2016 that were spending enough on cloud that they would then spend an additional amount on, let's say, security software on top of that. And so to your point, Kieran, what I've seen over the last, let's say, you know, seven-ish years from that point, um, there's kind of two phases that I look at. One is kind of the 2016 to 2020 phase. And you ever seen the bell curve that describes kind of like technology adoption? And you've got like the, the early adopters out to the far right, and then you've got the early majority in the mainstream and so on. What I would say from like 2016 to 2020 is we just saw like the move kind of gradually, like from the early adopter into early majority. And then what happened was the pandemic and, you know, just mad rush of like, let's enable work from home. Let's enable work from anywhere. Let's throw everything into the cloud. 
And, you know, like 2020 quarters one and two were like super uncertain. How are we all going to get through this, et cetera? And then Q3, Q4, people were like, oh, okay, you know, we're not all, not all is doom and gloom. We're going to be able to keep living our lives and there is still business to be done and so on. And then it just started this massive ramp up that really pulled it from like early majority where it had reached kind of gradually over those preceding four years into mainstream. And so where we are today in 2023 is cloud security is very much a mainstream thing. I was just at RSA, as, as I know you were as well. One of the analyst sessions that I sat in, you know, they highlighted kind of two things that I'll throw out there for the audience. One is that cybersecurity budgets are still increasing despite a lot of macroeconomic uncertainty and kind of, I think 29%, if I'm not wrong, was kind of the number that they said was the average increase for this year. But the other thing I'll say was number one on that list was cloud security. That is the number one requirement for, you know, the the company surveyed, which tend to be a little bit larger. So let's say upper mid-market and enterprise. And that's kind of the state of the market side of cloud security. On the technology side, it's been a really interesting journey as well, because for a long time, it was just kind of, okay, we've we've understood the core construct and now we're just getting incrementally better at it. A little bit more real time, a little bit better coverage. To be honest, in the early days, like 2016, 2017, the vast majority of what we did was we helped customers find stuff that they had accidentally exposed to the world. You know, it's it's the classic, you left this S3 bucket open to the world. You've got this um, Amazon uh, Elasticsearch uh, database instance open to the world with default admin credentials or whatever. And people know, you know, they know that Elasticsearch is a common thing. They know what ports they can connect to it. They know what the default admin username password combos are. And so they just try. So this is kind of like, call it like the accidental data, data exposure problem for the most part. What's happened is now though, there's this real evolution into kind of combining all of that infrastructure configuration monitoring with more active defense and more kind of active workload protection. So now very much we see a combination of like, yeah, we've got the infrastructure, but guess what? We've got the identity view and we've also got like a, um, you know, kind of operating system level visibility, which was never a thing really like 2016 to 2020. Um, it was never something that people were looking to combine those two views into one kind of consolidated, uh, like overall assessment of their cloud security posture. Um, and so there's very much been an acceleration on like get more and more stuff into the cloud security suite that, and not just for the sake of having more stuff, but it actually does present a more complete, you know, security picture of your cloud environment. So those are like the two things that I would look at from an evolution of cloud security over the last couple of years, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, it's, and it's fascinating really that the way people, I suppose it's like perceptions have changed as well around um, like what the cloud is essentially. Yeah. Um, the, like, do you, do you feel that, that people have evolved as quickly as the technology has, or do you think it, or do you, I mean, I suppose that's one question on its own really is, yeah. do you think people are constantly catching up with the technology as opposed to, it's almost like they, they, they engage it, they allow it to, to run, and then they start thinking about the security behind it as opposed to yeah. the other way around is what the way we'd want to do it. Um, but do you, do you see that as that we are, are we constantly in catch up with, with yeah. the technologies out there? I would say up to today, we're very much are in, in catch up mode from the security side, right? And it's a it's a pattern that you see time and again, which is, um, you know, 
developers get a set of requirements. Business needs this. It needs these features, this application, whatever, right? And then typically there's a lot of kind of prioritization from the business side, like enable the developers to deliver this thing because the business requires it, right? And security very much like not in that conversation. And so exactly that happens. Developers get enabled, they move forward quickly, and then security is catching up with them. You know, for a lot of customers, their very first thing when you ask about kind of the evolution of cloud security, but still today, I would say like one thing is consistent, which is that no matter where you are in your cloud adoption journey, the first thing that a security team looks at when they're assessing a cloud security solution is, can it bring visibility? Because that's like the first thing that everybody needs, no matter you know how far along you are, you don't know what all you have. Almost nobody, let's say, starts a cloud security assessment or whatever, knowing what their cloud security inventory is. So like that initial step is very much like kind of shows you how much catch up there is to be done. The one exception I've seen to this rule, by the way, Karen, is there's a little bit of regionality in this. Like some uh, business cultures and parts of the world where I've worked with customers are a little bit different. And they've taken this kind of more mediated approach towards it, which is a little bit less, let's call it a little bit less of that, you know, laissez-faire empower the developer type of culture. And it's more of a um, kind of like guardrails in place already. And the two things that I tend to see on that side from a technical standpoint are a security team that designs VPC structures and network topographies, and then also defines um, kind of like known good IAM uh, policies and roles. And so they might, you know, create these constructs that are out there and then give those to the developers. And they're like, hey, you can go do whatever you need to do within these confines that we've given you. And then the security team feels like they've got some level of assurance that things can't go too wrong or too bad because they've put these guardrails in place. It's the exception, not the rule. I've seen that a lot, for instance, in Asia. Um, I, I spent some time working for AWS in Singapore, and I've also worked with a lot of large-scale customers on that side of the world. And it tends to be a common approach that I've seen from some uh, enterprises over there. <laughs>